Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Welcome back. Points Bet's giving you a $10 free live bet to use during Sunday night football every week for the rest of the regular season. Place your bet this week during the Browns and Ravens game and getting on the action. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21. Chernoff time, baby. Yeah, here we go. He is the product manager at Covers.com. His podcast is called The Simple Handicap. And through 115 NFL bets so far, uh, he is 77 and 38. That's 67% on the year. Adam Chernoff on the program. Good morning, pal. How are you today? Good morning. Hanging on. Uh, about eight more weeks to go, but it's still going well. Yep. Okay, let's begin with one of the uh, Turkey Day games here in the States. Bills taking on the Saints. This is a common play between you and Pauly. Uh, you bet the Bills at four. It's four and a half now pretty much everywhere. Um, still good with that number. And uh, tell us why you like them. I think a lot more people are going to be on it than just Polly and I, because this is probably going to shape up to be like the side on Thanksgiving. But it's a bet I think you have to make. Like I, the Saints last week defensively is kind of an indictment for what's going on there. This is a unit that based their entire season off of that front seven being able to stop the run and the Eagles went from north of 200 yards on him. And a lot of that was Jalen Hurts and his mobility. Now I look at the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen. He's had a couple shaky games in a row. I think this is a lot of pressure on Dayball, and I think we'll see Allen go back to his legs to kind of open things up because the Bills don't have a run game. So you kind of look at this handicap and you'd say the Saints can stop him, but I think Allen's going to make a big difference with his legs. But I also think Allen's going to make a big difference with his arm, too. The one thing the Saints have struggled to do all season is 
give up the pass play and prevent it. They're 24th for explosive pass rate against, which are passes for 15 yards or more. Like this secondary gets burned deep way more than I think we tend to think. And with now sort of pressure mounting on the Bills after a few bad weeks, I think they're going to be able to get all three of their wide receivers involved. This is going to be a big game for Allen and the offense. I like the Bills here at what I think is a number that's just a little bit too short. Okay. Same division. Uh, your Jets <laughs> take on Houston. This might be a tough watch coming up over the weekend. Yes. Uh, but tell us what you bet and uh, how you would bet the game right now. Tough watch. This is the marquee game of the week. Everyone's <laughs> tuning into this one. I, there's no way. Like, the Jets are a terrible football team. I get it. But, like, you, you can't have the Texans laying a field goal to anybody in the NFL. There's if, if we get into just a heated debate, like, it's very difficult to say that the Texans are any better than the Jets at this point. Like, to me, this was a pick em game. Uh, the line's two and a half now, but there are, you can find three minus 20 out there. Take the three minus 120. The Jets' biggest issue the last, say, month and a half, there's been a lot of them. But really, it's been the defense. They gave up 550 to New England, 530 to Indianapolis, almost 500 to Buffalo. Like, this defense is a huge issue. But for the first time in about five or six weeks, it's a significant step back in class. Last week, we saw a little bit of it going back against Miami. It kept them in the 20s. But now you're playing Houston. They're bottom five in every offensive category across the board. Last week, Houston, 3.1 yards per play against Tennessee. They won that game, what, 22-10 or 22-13. It was only 3.1 yards per play. Like, the Jets can deal with that. Titans turned the ball over five times. I get Houston wins and covers outright, but this is not a spot where I think Houston gets any upgrade for what they did last week. And the Jets, on the other hand, they outgained the Dolphins' yards per play, 6.4 to 5.6. So it wasn't nearly as bad as it looked. Flacco was incompetent in the red zone. That's not a surprise. This can't be anywhere near a field goal. It's a pick game. I'll take the Jets as a dog. Okay. Uh, now, these other games have moved here. Let's get to the big Late game, marquee matchup. Rams off the bye, taking on the Packers. And the Packers are beat up, especially on the offensive line. That's down to one. Yeah, so my hope here is that Matthew Stafford is not injured. It's not really being talked about, but just reading between the lines and sort of hearing, there might be something going on there. If he's not, and it's just all sort of hearsay and I'm misinterpreting it, then like there's no way that... I think the Rams can be on the dog side of this game. I think they're a short favorite, even on the road at Green Bay. I think we're having them one, one and a half point favorites in this spot. Rodgers still has a bit of a foot issue going on. He said that late in the game against Minnesota, it was stepped on. And he was dealing with some pain. He kind of embellishes injuries a little bit. That's not uncommon for him to do, but we'll see what that looks like. But the big thing for me is Aaron Jones, although he could return, I don't think the Packers are going to force him back in this spot. And they really miss him on offense. They, Minnesota's pass defense, not as strong as we think it is. When you look at the numbers, it's trending a lot worse than it's sort of made out to be. But the Rams have a shutdown corner in Ramsey that can take on Adams. And I think this Rams defense can generate pressure on Rodgers. And without Jones in the backfield, I think that makes a difference. But for me, this is a spot where for the duration of the season, the Rams have been rated higher than the Packers. I still have them rated higher than the Packers. And the Rams lose back-to-back primetime games in pretty ugly fashion. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a bit of a discount within this number that's been adjusted somewhat so far. 
But I think the Rams have to be a short favorite in this one. So I'm playing L.A. just because I have them rated higher and I'll take the plus money. Yep. The the Jones stuff looks, you know, very sketchy at best. And then, you know, Jenkins goes down. That's a bad injury. He's out for the entire year. And now it looks like what reports last night, no Bakhtiari. So not only is, you know, one of the best weapons going to be missing again this weekend, but they're down now two off and they've been down Bakhtiari. I get it. But now two offensive linemen. I don't know, man. It's uh, starting to really... Now look great for the Packers. And especially not against the Rams and the pressure yep. that they can generate. Yep. Now this one, this is a common play for you and me. I think it's been also a common play for many others. Based on the opening number on Sunday, uh, I did notice that I think the opener was three for the Seahawks. I missed that. I grabbed football team at two. Uh, when did you bet this game? And again, how would you approach it right now? I got it at two and a half and sort of rode a bit of the way down. Um, it's another spot where I was just looking at this opener. This was, to me, one of the worst openers in the last three to four weeks. Like, it was just hanging out there and rightfully so got corrected. Um, right now, Washington, a small favorite. So money line minus 115 would be the way to go at this price. Um, look, I, I just, there's something going on with Seattle. That defense is broken. They give up. 410 yards to Arizona with Colt McCoy playing with a bunch of backup wide receivers. Like Arizona was going up and down the field. We're converting on the back end, but I mean, that's just a ton of yardage to give up. We've seen this be the case basically every week, the last few weeks, except for the Washington game on, on prime time. It's just, it's the saints game with, with backup QBs. It, It just, I don't know what's going on with that defense. It's a mess. And then offensively, Russ has been back for two games. So he came back four weeks early from an injury that should have kept him out until the end of November into early December. He's already played twice. They've had 19 possessions with him back. They've scored one touchdown. Uh, Offensively, Pete Carroll says we need to run the football more. Like you're, you're on the brink of having your season ended in week 12 and you're resorting back to running the football more. Like the press conferences this week have not made any sense whatsoever. I just, I don't get it. And on the other hand, it's Washington who, like two great wins back-to-back weeks. They're not getting really any respect in the market. The number's finally starting to move. But the only issue that Washington's having is they can't score when they're in the red zone. Like they're getting into the red zone five, six times a game and converting at about a 30% rate. Like it doesn't make sense. And we know that is not going to last over the course of a season. So eventually Washington's going to have a breakthrough game in the red zone and blow a team out by a couple of scores. And so I just, I think there's too many issues with Seattle. I was pretty happy to get Washington at plus money. Right now, where it is, is the extent of what I would bet it at. Um, but I still think there's a little value with Washington in the number right now. Okay. All right. Have you added any teams to come out of the AFC, the NFC, or to win the Super Bowl in recent weeks to your uh, futures portfolio? Uh, no ads for me, but was texting you last week. There's some some liability starting to build on Cooper Cup to win the MVP. All right Good for you. Good for which you. would be a it would be a first, obviously, for the the wide receiver. But I mean, his number for a guy that can potentially break the record of Jerry Rice. He's ahead of pace right now for the all-time receiving season with the league. Let's be honest. There's no quarterbacks that are really like standing out with a huge year. Brady's doing well, and he's rightfully so the favorite, but. I think there's potential if Cup continues on this pace at the prices that you can find them at uh, to be a really valuable bet, even at this point with his number coming in a little bit too. Yep, would love to see that. That would be tremendous. And by the way, 
at some spots, he dropped like a rock, right? Down to like 25 to 1, I believe, last week. So there was there were some places he was as high as 500 to 1. Oh. And then there were other places he was as low as 25 to 1. So it's, <laughs> nobody really knows what to do with him at the moment. Uh-huh. And I, I think if you're just looking for a really long shot MVP bet, you can find a really good price. And it's worth just putting in the account at the pace that he's on. I would love to root that one home for you. That would be great. Um, you can follow him on Twitter. He tweets out all of his picks in the NFL every single week. He's at Adam Chernoff. His podcast is called The Simple Handicap, and he's also the uh, product manager at Covers.com. Uh, Great to talk to you as always, pal. Uh, have a good week. Thanks, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the games, and we'll talk to you next week. we Will do. Me too. There you go. All right, so 73%, uh, 67%, I'm sorry, on 77 and 38 overall with the record, 115 bets. And we're taking him to Naked City Pizza when he comes out here, and I'm sure that's, he's excited. That's where he wants to go. That's, yeah, absolutely. He knows. Yeah. Uh, our buddy checking in. The MVP race reminds me of the EPL season when Leicester City won. Everything had to go right. Okay, there you to go. There. Yeah. That can happen. That exactly what happened. Right. It's not, it's not every yeah, year. No. Right. Right? You need a special season. Amen. Everything has to come together like that. They were 5,000? Yes. Yeah. And didn't, we, didn't Nigel Seeley have a buddy who yes. sold his ticket like right away? <laughs> yes. For like a, a couple <laughs> the of cash out button. Uh, yeah, it paid for like a couple of pints. <laughs> yeah, right away. Yeah, I've seen enough. I got up to a hot start. That's <laughs> right. Gone, cash two, two people in town had it. Obviously, the large, biggest futures ever cash. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Right, but that was right, 5,001. We'll, we'll recap last night's betting action, line moves, bad beats, and win some, lose some coming up next. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They fight, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, gonna, not the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, just I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo. 
a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Win Some, Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. Dustin, help me out. What was Tampa to win by 20 points? Did you have that? I forgot to put that in today because it was an uneventful game. And we didn't see a lot of big tickets either. Godwin was plus 650 at Bet Rivers for the first touchdown. Evans was plus 950 for the last touchdown. They improved to 5-0 and at home. Cavs 7.5 down to 5.5. Lost by 5. Win some and bad for the books. Atlanta 11 up to 13.5. They beat the Thunder by 12. Siena Harvard over 134 up to 138. 72-69. Duke Citadel over. 150 up to 157. Somebody knew something. 107.81. Fordham. I don't want your points. Take them. Plus 380 on the money line. Fordham, a 10-point dog to Akron. One by 20. See, now, you, you don't see that every day. For a 10-point dog to... Okay, to win outright, you get that all the time. Right. But to win by 20 points... An NBA team down 40 in the second quarter. <laughs> Cincinnati plus 370. The Bearcats beat the uh, Illini by 20. Good win. What was that? St. Mary's plus two went off the favorite, beat Notre Dame. Blues, 120 up to 155. Down 2 nothing early. Beat the Golden Knights. Be part of the team. Subscribe. Beeson.com, our radio and podcast people. Eh, the Bulls were run out last night. It was a rough one. But they have had it. How bad was the Bulls game? Listen to the fans. <laughs> Fire Nagy chant at the Bulls game. They have had enough in the reports yesterday that he has lost the locker room. Giddy up Thursday morning. Smart dog. It's a great, I mean, look at the dog here with the booster. I try to get up, whatever it is, celery, broccoli, who knows? Ah, not tall enough. Can't get it. Let me get to the package. I grab it by the bow and stand on that. Ah, piece of cake. Now I got it. Two that boxes so I can get up there. How does he know that? To figure that out. That is awesome. I need some help, by the way. What breed of dog is that? Yeah, good question. FTM at VEASAN.com. What am I looking at here? I've seen this dog like recently in the neighborhood or wherever. I'm like, that's a great looking dog. Evidently very smart too. Lose some. Giants, they've lost 10 consecutive primetime games. I can't wait to see the schedule next year. I know. Primetime four more. Michael Lombardi just tweeted, in the last 74 games, they're 21 and 53. Oh, 
28.4% winning percentage. From 1973 to 78, the darkest of the dark era for the Giants. They were 23-62-1. You can't do this. Wow. But I'm going to say it anyway. You take away the two fluky Super Bowl runs. What is this organization over the, like the last 30 years? Well, they were great with Parcells. That's but that's, that's when it ended. Like thirty, that, Paul, that, it's that, like thirty years yeah, ago now. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I forgot. You're right. I didn't think of that. Hmm? The Gary Reasons fake punt. That's when. It, if you take out those, they were flukes. They were totally. They were nine, absolutely. They, they were, were like a five seed and a four seed. Uh huh. That team was nine and seven. that beat the Patriots. Right. Kings two up to four and a half. Lost outright. LSU over one fifty four to one fifty eight. What happened there? They hammered Belmont. Belmont's supposed to be good. I know. Toledo, Charlotte under. 139 down to 132. 98-86. Yikes. 184 total. Kent State, James Madison over. 141 up to 146. Fell 143. Idaho, 14 down to 10 and a half. Lost 83-45. My God. Couple of lose some videos. This is great. Ben sent this in. Ontario, it's incredible. Look at this Christmas lights. Oh, going all out. I can't believe it. That's professional times 10. But where'd you get all that stuff? Yeah, you, How long does yes. it take to accumulate? How much money is that? Great question. Oh, my God. And by the way, where does this person keep it? Like, is that a one-car yeah, right. one garage? Where's the storage for all of this stuff? Do you rent storage all year long to keep this Christmas stuff locked in? That's insane. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that one. Good call. Yep. How about the buyouts? You know, to me, I, nothing bothers me, but this is offensive. Left and right, getting rid of good people last year who lost their jobs at major universities. Eh, the budget cuts. Didn't have the money, yada, yada, yada. But we can pay these bozos. No matter. Orgeron, $17 million buyout. Mullen, $12 million buyout. Patterson, $12 million buyout. Helton, 10 Jimmy Lake. T- Jimmy Lake! $10 million buyout. What are these ADs doing? Right. Fuente, $9 million. Wells, $7.4. On and on. It's a total of $80 million. Why does UMass, Troy, Akron, and UConn have buyouts? Ridiculous. None of them should. Ridiculous. By the way, if you could do it all over again, college football coach. You're right. Jesus. Yeah. Charlie Weiss was getting money from Kansas and Notre Dame at the same time. Right? And one yeah. more. I've never seen this before. Over the weekend, the Lakers, uh, was it Friday? Friday, the Lakers lost to the Celtics. NBC Boston. Look at the graphic at the bottom. As Schroeder had a good game. Yeah, you guys are paying uh, Russ $44 million, LOL. That's what <laughs> We got him on the cheap. It's, uh, he didn't bring Schroeder back, but we got him. And it worked out for us. Okay, a couple of bad beats. Suns lane five, outscored by 11 in the fourth quarter. They beat the Spurs by four. And Evansville, plus four and a half. A little convoluted, but still. They never trailed in regulation. They lost by five in triple overtime. Uh-huh. They also fouled uh, down four with less than 10 seconds. Vicious. Never want the dog in OT. Win some, lose some, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Log in each Tuesday. Get a 20% profit boost on college and NFL football. Learn more at BetRivers.com. Email here is FTM at VEASAN.com. We were talking about comedians for like three minutes on the show earlier because Kevin Hart's appearance last night on the Manning cast and I ran down some of the guys who I've liked over you know, my lifetime. This is from uh, Donnie in Cincinnati. He points out on email, Mitch, I think we're cut from the same cloth in regards to senses of humor. The guy died about 10 years ago. He's so good. If you haven't heard any of Robert Schimmel's act, check, check him out. How many times did we meet Robert Schimmel? I interviewed him many times. He was an unbelievable dude. Yep. He was so nice. He would come in the studio at our previous spot where we worked 
every time you performed in Las Vegas. Funny guy. Very funny. Yep. Uh, Louis Black. Don't you like him? I don't have enough to go on to have an opinion one way or the other. This is from Jeff searching around when uh, Chernoff was on. Just got Cooper Cup 101 on a large East Coast book in Pennsylvania. Same time, Denny in Mass just grabbed Cup 91 to 1 offshore. Good for you. And this is from uh, Richard regarding Survivor. I could use some help. We're down to 11 players for almost $30,000. I can't take Buffalo or Dallas, he writes. A few choices on the table. New England, Philly, maybe the Texans. I'm from Chicago. Can't do anything with the Bears right now. Too much disarray. Out of those three teams mm. that you sent over, yeah. New England, Philly, or the Texans, I would, I would lean New England. But I think looking yeah. ahead, I don't, I don't have this memorized. I want to say that the, the Patriots also have a couple of good spots coming up in future weeks. Nah, it's the last two games, though. It's, they close with Is Jacksonville it 17 and 18? And yes, that's who they close with. Uh, Jacksonville and Miami. Okay. All yeah. right. Cup has 1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns in 10 games. Should be on the list. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. He can break, uh, he can break the Rice record. He can break the uh, Megatron record. All that stuff's in play. Like, should that mean something? Sure. Right? He shatters records. Yep. He has 20-some times. Who is the, Well... No, Moss has the touchdown record, doesn't he? Yeah, Moss. He has broke. a 23. Yes. Rice did right. it. Rice did it in 87, a strike year. Well, if Cooper, 20, Cup, right. if Cooper Cup can go for 2,000 yards and, you know, get to 20 touchdowns himself or challenge the records by, come on. He's, he's got to be in the conversation. I'll give you another one. This is from Terrence. I love the show, fellas. Been watching since the pandemic. Thank you, Terrence. Appreciate that. Um, not a coffee drinker, but you guys make my morning coffee or are my morning coffee. Checking futures, Kirk Cousins, MVP, various pricing from 40 all the way to 250 to one. The schedule keeps me from firing away your thoughts on this. I would, I would get down a little bit on 250 to one. Uh, the schedule would keep me away. I recently added him at 500 to one, by the way. Look at his overall numbers. We could do blind resume later on in the week. Kirk Cousins numbers. Again, if the defense doesn't blow games, and Kirk Cousins should have been better against the Cowboys. That was on him. Yes. But if the defense played a little bit better football earlier on in this season, and the Vikings are 8-2 and two or 7-3, and three, his numbers are better than any quarterback in the league. He might look like that Sunday against San Francisco, like he did against Dallas. Oh. I know a, this. It's a tough matchup he, for him. He just, he, he, along with Justin Jefferson, they just killed a Green Bay secondary that played really well against Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson in the three previous weeks. I'm saying 250 is still probably worth it. I bet him recently at 500. So yes, I would uh, nibble. If you want to take a nibble on him at 250 to one, why not? Doesn't hurt. Let's follow the money here on Vsin, the sports betting network. Again, the email here is ftm at vsin.com. Ftm for follow the money at uh, vsin.com. More NFL uh, coming up on the program next. Benjamin Solak's going to join the program. He is a big NFL film guy. He's very good at breaking down what he watches. Um, I said yesterday the Bills are frauds. Is that an overreaction or no? We'll talk to him about that and many other things coming up here on Follow the Money is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Follow the Money on v 
VSEN, the sports betting network. Live well and draft well with the GNC Thanksgiving Throwdown. Play free fantasy football with your best Turkey Day lineup. Compete for a share of $10,000 in cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash GNC now to get in on the action. GNC, live well. DraftKings.com for details. More NFL talk here. Benjamin Solak joins the program. He does a great job uh, covering the NFL. He is a big NFL film guy. He's with the Ringer.com, and he does the Ringer Gambling Show podcast with Warren Shaw. Benjamin, thanks for the time today. How are you? Um, well, appreciate y'all having me on. You got it. I want to begin with this. I was saying on the program yesterday that uh, at this point, I think the Buffalo Bills are frauds. Uh, they feel like they're big bullies to me. Uh, they have a lot of uh, you know wins over bad teams in the league to this point. Is that an overreaction after what happened on Sunday against the Colts? I, I wouldn't say it's too much of an overreaction. Right now, the Bills do feel fraudulent. All their their point differential, a lot of their their power rating, just kind of you know you talk to like people in Vegas who handicap, and you see that this team has been a paper tiger, and they they beat up on those bad teams to kind of inflate how good they look when you kind of look at some catch all metrics. Then they play some actual good offenses, play some actual good defenses. And the house of cards comes crumbling down. I don't think they have to be frauds by the time we get to playoff time. And it's worth noting that, you know, playoff time felt like an inevitability for the Bills mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Now it's not with how well the Patriots are playing. But if they are able to circle the wagons here, rally the troops a little bit, this is still a team that has the talent that had us believing in the offseason, right? This is still a really talented defense at all three levels. This is still Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, right? There's a lot of strength here. They have to be honest about what they can and can't do. They, they are struggling with the same defense as the Chiefs are right now. They can't really run the football against all these light boxes. they got to figure out a solution to that. they got to figure out a way to get the ball out of Josh Allen's hands a little bit quicker and have him take some more check downs, and he can't be you know, the whole offense. He has to start to be a part of the offense. And that's a, a tough maturation process. We saw the Chiefs go through it early, and now the Bills have to go through it on a much faster schedule. They're going to keep these wins alive, stay up there with the Patriots and potentially win the AFC East. So right now, yeah, they're, they're fraudulent and, and their playoff hopes are kind of a little bit in jeopardy because of it. With that said, this is a talented team and that defense has enough to carry them. If this offense can settle in, they won't be frauds by the time we get to January and they'll still be able to make a playoff run. In a wide open AFC, how about the team that beat them? What do you think of the Colts and fantasy God, as you tweeted uh, Taylor here, uh, what he's done from a fantasy standpoint, what he means to the offense, and if you're thinking there's a chance for MVP. Yeah, the Colts are a, are a, a tricky team as well because this this Bills defense feels like it's so good that it can win games for the Colts. And this Colts defense feels like it's so questionable that it's hard to trust them in any games regardless of what we've seen, right? This was the first big test for the Colts defense really all year. They've gotten you know a lot of these games in the rain and they caught other offenses on nice injuries and it's like all right they stopped the bills but still we've seen this matt eberflus defense for a few years now and it really doesn't feel like it holds up against playoff caliber offenses so long term the titans are t- or excuse me not the titans the colts are tough to trust for that reason but offensively it cannot go understated what a job frank reich has done to bring in a, a mercurial quarterback in carson wentz uh, to deal with the ty hilton injury and a paris campbell injury deal with bad Quinn Nelson play because Nelson who got injured again banged up all year has been a shade of his former self Eric Fisher coming off the Achilles there's been a lot that the Colts had to overcome over the last few weeks of the season 
And they did it by handing the football off, by becoming a very run-heavy team, a very multiple team, multiple tight ends, very power-oriented team. And Jonathan Taylor has really risen to that call in his second year. The more volume he gets, the more efficient he gets. That's not how it's supposed to work. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if he's going to be in the MVP conversation just because it's so tough for a back to get there. And he's been more efficient than high volume up until last Sunday when he really exploded with a lot of carries, a lot of touchdowns. So I think he'll, he'll float around that conversation. I'd be surprised if he makes a serious run, but he is the cornerstone to that offense. He's the reason they stayed afloat on that side of the ball. And now they're positioned like the bills to maybe make that wild card playoff run because of him. Yep. In general, I mean, trying to like quantify what a running back is worth to the points better, the value of a team. They're pretty replaceable and they're not really worth that much. Taylor this year, obviously having a great season, and, you know, a guy in his division, Derrick Henry, clearly meant something or maybe a lot to the offense. So at this point now, without Derrick Henry and this Titans offense, what do you think overall he meant to that that unit there for, for the uh, Tennessee Titans? Absolutely, I agree. So from a league-wide perspective, when you look at the running back position, if you lose a starting running back and you can put in a functional backup, you do not expect the needle to be very heavily moved at the team rating overall. That's a league-wide truth. We can even take an example like the Cleveland Browns. Nick Chubb is definitely a really good back, right? Mm -hmm. When you lose him and you're putting Kareem Hunt or even Ernest Johnson, we've seen this Browns running game continue to work. However, Derrick Henry, to me, is the exception that proves the rule. Nobody watches Derrick Henry and thinks to themselves, yeah, you can just replace that with somebody else. Like He very clearly is physically different. He matters in a different way. Opposing defenses know who that dude is when they line up. And the Titans offense knew it, too because they run their offense a certain way, vertical runs, get upfield, get, get Henry running downhill. We want to get aggressive right in your face. And the second they lost Henry, they changed their blocking schemes. They changed the play action. They run off of their blocking schemes. Tannehill went from one of the most dangerous downfield intermediate passers to throwing a ton of wide receiver screens because they're trying to find a way to replace this downhill physical aspect of their offense that they felt like they lost with Henry. He fundamentally changed the character of this team when he was on the field and his absence has left them without an identity. They're trying to figure out what they want to be. They're running like a, a fullback out there more than they ever did against the Texans trying to see if that's going to work for them, right? They are in self-discovery mode. And this offense has been really, really bad. According to me, they're 23rd in EPA per play over the last three weeks without Derrick Henry available. It is an ugly, mm. ugly unit right now. The defensive line, should be enough for them to hang around some games. Mm-hmm. And Hill's still very talented. AJ Brown's still very talented. So they have enough to like stay alive and, and, and stay plucky, but their ticking clock is louder than any other team in the league. I know they have a cushion in the division, but they have to figure out who they are without Derrick Henry. If they don't, they are going to continue to lose games to teams like the Texans. Mm-hmm. That's going to knock them out of playoff contention. Follow the money. That's great analysis. Yes, it is. Awesome. Follow the money. Paulie and Mitch Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Benjamin Solak, our guest with the Ringer, host of the Ringer NFL podcast show. Follow him on Twitter as well. I want to I want to put you in charge. Richard Sherman said this when he was still there or just left, that it's still the rah-rah college stuff and the message is stale with Carroll. What would you change? What would you do? Blow things up in Seattle. Uh, firstly, I appreciate you putting me in charge. I would also like to be put in charge. Secondly, <laughs> uh, I do think that things have come to a head with Carroll and Russ in the sense that, listen, they won 10 games every season for a decade. They went to a Super Bowl. Like, this went well. But eventually, you just run out of rope. You, you, you get to the end, and you're like, all right, we have not figured out how to really get this thing over the edge. We've just run out of, of, of solutions. And so what matters to you more? 
70-plus-year-old head coach who's got some antiquated ideas about an offense, or early 30s quarterback who's probably beyond his prime, but is still one of the top five, six most talented passers in the league. We got to remember, for everything Russ has been, for everything that the, the finger is limiting him, for all the difficulties offensive coordinators have with him, nobody throws the ball 50 yards down the field the way Russell Wilson does. That matters. And to me, that matters more than Carroll. So if I'm running the ship, and I feel like I, I'm forced to make a decision here. I'm looking for an opportunity to move on from Pete Carroll and keep Russ. And even if that doesn't go well, even if you know Russ continues to struggle to find an offense that works for him and the defense suffers because Carroll's gone, I'd rather take the risk of losing an established coach than losing an established quarterback because finding an established quarterback is just so much more difficult. So for me, I'm moving on from Carroll at the end of the season. I'm probably moving on from Shane Waldron as well. I'm sitting down with Russ. I'm sitting down with a lot of offensive uh, uh, suggested head coaches. And I'm thinking to myself, who can really get this guy in, in the final five years of his career to a point where he's running a modern style offense? Can I win Super Bowls with that? I think you're spot on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benjamin, we have like 90 seconds here. The Chiefs are now favored to win the Super Bowl at some books. Does that feel right to you? No, uh, because they, they are still not what they want to be when they get these two deep defenses, right? They're still throwing the ball shallow. You know, it's a lot of like Miko Hardman stuff, right? They're still trying to figure out their screen game. They aren't what they were on offense. I know they've had a couple of, of, of wins. They had the great game against the Raiders. But to me, the good defenses in the AFC know the formula. The Chiefs don't have the answer yet. Talk to me in a month, and maybe I'll disagree. But right now, they don't have that answer. Uh, to me, I, I view the Packers as a more dangerous team, right? I view the Cardinals as a more dangerous team. I view the Rams as a more dangerous team. Those are all NFC teams. Bucks are up there as well. In the AFC, it's such a mess that I get it. But to me, right now, the top of the NFC is better than anything the AFC is going to put out. Very cool. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at Benjamin Solak. Uh, covers football <clears throat> gambling as well for Ringer.com. And again, the podcast with Warren Sharp is called the Ringer Gambling Show. Benjamin, thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate that. Of course. Y'all be well, fellas. Have a good holiday. You too. Yeah, you too. Thank you. That was interesting Excellent. about the Chiefs. As of right now, still, he named like three teams right there that he still have ahead yeah. of KC. Well, I'm also sold too. Titans, smoke and mirrors. They got to be concerned. Oh, yeah. That yep. was, remember, the two wins before the debacle against Houston, they combined for 300 yards of offense. So Yeah, that's right. It's, that's, I know that defense can't keep it up. They can't. And I, it'll They're be, playing I, out of their minds right now. That's a good test Sunday. The, no, yeah, they the do Patriots. have, like he said, I'm glad he pointed that out. Like the defensive line has, like they, they are super talented. They have drafted well at that position all right, for that unit, keeping them in games. But you're as he keep, said, totally changed the offense. Yep. You're going to keep taking it away too? Relying on all these right. turnovers? Right. I don't see it. We'll tell you what we're betting today with our in-pocket plays coming up next. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my (laughs) Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it, take it, take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're up. LaHoo Zahur last night with the Giants plus 11 and a half against the Buccaneers. Boy, they were terrible. That was off a bye. That was awful by a team that was really, really good as a road dog going back. Buccaneers are really good at home, though. But, again, other than the... Do you think that's what it was? Peyton Manning was adamant about that. That there was some miscommunication there between the two receivers. Was it Johnson? Who looked like it was going to go to him, and then he kind of ducked out of the way, and then Mike Evans was like, ah, it's coming at me, and it hits off his chest. And then it's a turnover. That was it, right. And then so other than that, if they didn't have that play, what did the Giants do last night? I will say this. I didn't have the volume up because I think this was during the whole Kevin Hart debacle. Did you see the uh, the pass from Kadarius Tony? Why was it not P.I.? Tangled, feet tangled. Is that what it was? Yeah, I, I concur. Oh, so you were listening with uh, Hart when he was on. No, no, no. I was watching the Steve The regular. No, oh, you, you, oh, so it was so bad to you. You went to oh, the Oh, absolutely. I'm not oh. watching Kevin Hart. Oh, I put on mute. No. I just, I, yeah. No, feet tangled is what, okay. they, is what I got uh, you. Perry said good call. But you understand where I'm coming I from, right? You. Like, I had it on mute because I couldn't stand any more of Kevin Hart. So I'm like, okay. I, I, I all right. You. I um, you. Well, yeah. Then again, Perry's going to defend the, you know. No, of course. There could be a double homicide. I agree right. with the call. Guy takes out a pistol. No, right. no, that's okay. Uh, Washington plus two. Last Boy Scout. That's exactly right. I, right. Re- I recently watched that. 
it was very disappointed. Oh, it didn't age well? It does not age Good well. Good cast. Ali Berry, Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans, Bruce Willis. No. It's, it sucks. I watched it 20 times uh, when I was younger. I loved it. It's, damn. I, I specifically wanted to hear a line that Damon Wayans uses yeah. talking about the point spread so we could use it as a drop here yeah. on the show. But he says like four... F-bombs oh, just emphatically drops them right around. So I'm like, we, there's no way we can get around that. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, Washington plus two, look ahead. Or that was the opener, sorry, against the Seahawks on Sunday night. And uh, yeah, I'm with Adam on this. Adam Chernoff. You can find um, right now shopping around the Rams even money. A couple spots have this up, at least a couple spots. Rams even money on the money line to win this game all right against Green Bay. So there you go. All right, lean ball state tonight, Maction. Yeah. Giddy up. They need it to be bowl eligible. Going against a four-win Buffalo team with a backup quarterback. Makes sense to me. Yep. East Carolina plus 14 early game Friday. Oklahoma State and Bedlam Saturday night, three and a half. This has moved. North Texas plus 12. All right, I'll sprinkle money line as well. Against San Antonio. Well, okay. North Texas has covered five in a row. They need to become bowl eligible. Horrible spot for San Antonio. The Badgers, six and a half at Minnesota. I will trust. I don't like them. I will trust Chris over Fleck, though. He undressed them a couple years ago. I just think they're too much here. I, I, I want to run wild on them. I mean, who's really? Minnesota. They not much on their resume. Okay, I would say this. And uh, uh, the Bills. And the last one. I'm with, the, I'm with Adam Chernoff. Mm. I think the Bills. I'm very concerned about the injuries and the defense and what the Eagles did to the Saints. And Simeon has done nothing through the first three quarters. Everything he has done has been in blowout time. So I'll lay it with the Bills Thanksgiving night. I will say this. You know, it, there's a chance here that the offensive lineman again could miss the game for the Saints. It's early Tuesday morning. We don't know yet. Like, if that happens, Kamara and uh, Ingram have both been limited. Like, if they can't go somehow, that number is only going to go up. I don't think that number is going to go back down yeah. at all. But um, one more thing. The, the Wisconsin game, like you said, Allen will run nuts. Is the Wisconsin defense maybe a little fugazi? They did uh, all of that against bad competition. Then they saw Nebraska, and it's like a sh- track meet. Yeah. In pocket, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern at betrivers.com. The other thing, too, is there's so many scenarios left Friday, Saturday about who can still play in the conference title games. Washington State, big tickets out there. Yeah. Oregon State, big tickets out there. Clemson is still alive. You can get them right now at 13 to 1 at Bet Rivers. NC State and Wake both have to lose. Uh, huge tickets on Wake and NC State that we talked about. Talk Wake about was 200 to 1 before the season. Uh, you also, Northern Illinois is already in. Utah State needs, needs help. They're going to pound New Mexico. Uh, they need help, and that's a big game Friday on CBS. Can you imagine selling your soul for the. I can't get over that. Nine in the morning, San Diego State's so, playing. So think in about California. This, like, what time are the coaches and players getting up at on Friday? <laughs> yeah, right. Again, after Thanksgiving. Black Friday drive. Where are they staying? I know. Guys, have the last meal at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We don't want you to be too lazy and too sleepy and, you know, groggy out on the football field from the trip to fan and the gravy. They're young kids. I get it. But the coaches? Oh, we'll pop up at 4 o'clock on Saturday. We're going to be ready to go. What do you think the attendance will be? Oh, God. 3,000 people? Yeah. Family and friends. That's it. If that. If that, ridiculous. Uh, Gonzaga, UCLA over tonight? It's a It'll high total. It's a high total. But it's good. 
Zagalicious also plays Duke later in the week, and Humans is calling for the outright upset there. In that game, yeah. In that game. Yep. All right. Here, so I was with Humans when Gonzaga took on Texas a couple of weeks ago. No, that was in Spokane, and the Longhorns never had a chance to cover the game. Um, so I don't think I'm going to bet the game tonight. I would like to maybe look at UCLA, but God, do I want to get in front of Gonzaga again? I'm with him. I actually, I will be on Duke. Do I want to be on, in front of them twice in the same week? I don't know if I can do that. I know they lost a lot, but offensively, again, they are awesome. They bo- both teams played last night. Yep. Now you get to turn around again tonight. Sure. Okay. Sure. So. Boy, there are some dog matchups in the NFL. It's an ugly week. week. Ooh. Panthers-Dolphins. Falcons-Jags. Jets-Texans. Yikes. And, of course, there's only three late games. Bad job. Because they want everyone to watch Rams-Packers. And I'll tell you, as bad as that was, short week, Eagles got to win that game Sunday. You go to you go to the Giants on the road. You're only three three and a half. You you, you want to make the playoffs. You got to win that game. You look terrific at home. You finally won a home game, beating the Saints and dropping forty on them. You got to beat the Giants. Yep. it's right there for you. Your schedule's so easy the rest of the way. You don't get on a plane the rest of the season. The Eagles got to win that game. I would like if, to sit here yeah, and tell you like it's going to happen, but I th- I also don't want to overreact completely to what happened last night with the Giants. Although they're not good, they have a weird uh, body of work. The Eagles? No, the Giants. They beat the Saints on the road. They destroyed right. They destroyed Carolina. They almost beat Kansas City on the road and lost 20-17. to 17. Uh-huh. You think, okay, the defense is playing well. Then that happens, and they beat the Raiders. <laughs> I mean, it, it, strange. Strange resume. I would ask you this again. We, we you know, recently kicked this around. At least maybe Jacksonville has some hope. Like Trevor Lawrence, he's not going to win Rookie of the Year at this point. But they're fighting. They're in these. Games. They're right, right. right. They, they don't work out Sunday, but right. And, and Trevor Lawrence could turn out to be outstanding, right? But where's the hope with Atlanta? Uh, to me, they have no hope. I mean, it's just it's been downhill ever since that twenty-eight-three lead in the Super Bowl. They don't take a quarterback last year. They took a guy. At, at, I love Kyle Pitts. That was not the spot for him to go in the draft. And then where's the hope for the Giants? Is it this year in the draft where they have what no maybe hope. two top ten picks? No hope. The hire is very uh, important. I don't see a lot of hope there. I would clean house. Tonight, uh, and I was looking at this yesterday, Oklahoma's as high as 110 to 1 to win it all, and as low as 30 to 1. Oklahoma State is 60 to 1, yet Cincinnati's 20 to 1 at some books. Mm-hmm. How about that? And I think you'll see Ohio State jump Alabama tonight. Where's Notre Dame? Notre Dame will be behind Michigan. Yeah, it's going to be that Michigan. That would be six. That'd be six? Oklahoma State. So you think Cincinnati four? Yep. It'll be be history tonight. Michigan five, Notre Dame six, Oklahoma State seven? Yes. Okay. You concur? That sounds pretty accurate, yeah. And then what happens when Ohio State takes out Michigan? Notre Dame wins again in impressive fashion. Maybe Cincinnati struggles. The following week, when Cincinnati will still be four and the gap is closing, Notre Dame turns into a five spot then? Won't matter. Well, well, next Tuesday won't matter. Uh, but because Notre Dame's season will be over, they only have 11 wins. Cincinnati can get 13 in the conference championship. So that whatever what they if, decide to do next Tuesday is irrelevant. What if Oklahoma State that, that, buries Oklahoma? I'm talking yes, that's something thir- to watch. 38 yeah. to 10. All right. That's something to watch for Tuesday. Then we're, yes. A week from tonight. Yep. Then they play Baylor and... Cincinnati's going to get a top 20, maybe even top 15 Houston team. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because they were, what, 24 in the last? The 20, yeah, and they won, okay. they'll win again. They're laying like 30 to UConn. All right, don't forget, v has programming like this live all day, uh, every single day, including this afternoon on Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum. If you missed their show yesterday, you missed this conversation about the Colts. Currently 18-1 to to win the AFC at BetMGM. What do you think about this football team that's very, very hot, playing very complimentary football on both sides of the ball, uh, a physical brand as well, uh, and a quarterback that could be in the right place here with uh, with a coordinator slash head coach that's making him highly comfortable out there. Your thoughts on the Colts here? Yeah, I'm really glad you brought this up, Pritch. This is a team that I've been loving betting on all season long, especially when they're a dog getting points. And at 18 to 1, I think there's some good value there. Tell 4 Eastern time on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You can go to VEASAN.com to learn more about what we do here and all the places you can watch us now. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.